Aggie. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Yeah, yeah. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode in the day in the life of Aggie. This is Michael Ogbana. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, I just like to encourage you just to subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Let me know what you think. If you have any questions or anything that you want me to talk about, just DM me on Instagram at a day in the life of Augie and I'll, I'll look at it and I can try and answer it the best I can. But today is going to be an excellent podcast. This is going to really help you guys. And the title of it is The Solution for Your Doubt. The Solution for Your Doubt. Uh, If anyone of you guys follow me on Instagram, you can see that um, a lot of times I tweet like um, scriptures and thoughts. And I recently I've been talking about doubt and faith. And I've been sharing scriptures about like one script. One thing I shared today was that faith releases the power of God or allows the power of God to flow, but doubt actually blocks the flow of the power of God. And um, I kind of just want to talk about that today. Why is doubt so dangerous? You might say to yourself, like, man, I I actually, I kind of doubt God a lot. You know, yes, we've all doubted God. We've all had like uncertainty and question things, but I, I don't think it's a good thing to feel like that's okay and not like try to find a solution to that problem right so yeah we all might doubt but we shouldn't be okay with being in doubt when it comes to God we should try and figure out how we can believe him how we can trust him and that's how I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna share with you guys today the solution for your doubt so hey if you're doubting God right now this is the right place to be because by the end of this podcast you're gonna feel good about it you're gonna feel that you know the way forward to believe God. And so, but why is doubt so dangerous? There's a pastor I listen to. Um, his name is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He's a great pastor. But he said something that's pretty t- powerful. He said, God's greatest insult is for man to doubt him. And God's greatest pleasure is for man to say, I believe you, Lord. God's greatest insult is for man to doubt him. But God's greatest pleasure is for man to say, I believe you, Lord. And uh, I feel like that's so true. God, like the more I've been reading the Gospels, the more I've been reading about Jesus and the way he interacted with his disciples, the Pharisees, with people. Whenever anyone came to him in faith, believing God, saying, Lord, I know that you can heal my son. I know that you can heal me. Whenever somebody came to him like that, He always answered them. He always marveled. He always made it a point to like, you know, use them as an example to the people he was with. Like, look, I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel. Like he would say stuff like that. But in the same token, if you read, you'll also notice that there's times where Jesus, like, for example, when he went to his hometown, when he went to his hometown, It says that he could do no miracles because of their unbelief and that he marveled at their unbelief. And I noticed how it said that it didn't say that he wouldn't do any miracles. It says that he couldn't do any miracles, which means that he wanted to do miracles. 
He wanted to do mighty miracles, but he couldn't because of their unbelief. And so those two examples show you that faith draws and releases the power of God, but unbelief blocks the flow of the power of God. So we obviously don't want to live in doubt and unbelief. We want the power of God to flow. Here are a couple things that doubt and unbelief do. Like I said, it blocks the flow of the power of God. Uh, Another thing that it does is it hinders you from receiving anything from God in prayer. And it makes you unstable in your Christian walk. So doubt actually makes it, it hinders you from being able to receive anything from God in prayer. There's a scripture in James uh, chapter one, it's verse six through eight. It says, uh, you know, if anyone want, lacks wisdom, let him ask God. But when you ask him, listen, it says when you ask him that you should ask in faith and not doubting because a man that doubts is a man that is unstable and double minded and somebody that doubts, it says that they should not expect to receive anything from God. It literally says that a man that doubts should not expect to receive anything from God. So if you're going to God and doubting him when you're praying, you can't expect for your prayers to get answered. And so doubt actually hinders your prayers. And um, like the second verse, it says that a double minded man or a person that doubts is an unstable person is unstable. So obviously we don't want to be unstable in our Christian walk. We want to be stable And we want to be able to receive things in prayer when we pray to God. One thing that I've noticed in the gospels that that doubt and unbelief does as well is it frustrates God. It frustrated Jesus when when the when his disciples would not believe him. He always would be like, why did you doubt me? Oh, faithless generation, why did you not believe? He would always say that, like, why? Oh, you of little faith. He would say stuff like that, you know? And it's because it frustrates God for people to doubt him. It frustrates him. It it makes him like, why don't you believe me? You know, and um, another thing that it does is it it displeases God when you doubt him. Just straight up. And uh, one thing you can know is... uh, in Hebrews eleven six, Hebrews eleven six, it says that without faith it is impossible to please God. Without faith it is impossible to please God. So that means that without faith it's impossible to please Him. So it displeases God. And but on the same token, faith pleases God. Faith makes God happy. Faith brings God pleasure. When you believe him, when you say, Lord, I believe your word, I believe what you said, you know, he loves that. He loves that so much. And so, uh, you know, let's just see here. I have a lot of notes, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I was going to just kind of say this. Obviously, there's many times where God in his mercy, even if you have unbelief and maybe you doubt him, maybe you just got saved and you're, you still doubt him, you know, maybe in God in his mercy will still do things in your life despite your unbelief in certain situations. And obviously, I feel like it just depends on the intent of your heart. But when it comes to people that have been born again or saved for a long time, people that are just like have just the spirit of unbelief, kind of like the Pharisees, like they would see Jesus do miracles and then they would be like, oh, he doesn't do 
miracles by the power of God. He does it by the power of demons. Like just, just saying these stupid things, unbelieving things. That's what Jesus is talking about. That unbelieving spirit, that doubting spirit that just kind of like thinks everything is fake. Every miracle is fake. Everything in church is fake. Everything about pastors is fake. Those, those unbelieving things is not good. And so I'm going to tell you how to how you can fix that. If you want to believe God, if you struggle with doubt, but you want to believe God, I'm going to tell you how to fix it. So um, I want to show you like this week I um, traveled to Houston on Tuesday. We literally me and my wife, we flew to Houston Tuesday morning, went to two church services and flew back Wednesday morning. And I went to work on Wednesday morning. And the guy that we went to see is a pastor from Nigeria. Um, he's a big guy. His church literally has is a hundred thousand seater one zero 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 a hundred thousand seater. He has a hundred thousand people that come to his church every Sunday. Think about that. A hundred thousand people. At Victory, we probably have like three to five hundred people that come on a Sunday. A hundred thousand people come to this church every Sunday. This guy came to America from Africa, from Nigeria. It's a 14 hour flight. And I know him. I followed him for a while. I was like, we got to go, Shannon. We got to go. Anyway, so we went to those meetings. And it was life changing. But one thing that he said is something that really stuck with me. And I wanted to share it with you guys. He said that if you are struggling with your faith, if you're struggling to believe God, Ask him to reveal himself to you. That's what he said. He said, if you're struggling with your faith, ask him to reveal himself to you. In other words, the reason that you doubt God is because you don't know him well enough. You don't know him well enough. You don't you're not familiar with him. You're not like familiar with how he operates. So you start to question and you doubt him. I mean, all of, all of us can relate to people like we might know someone kind of well, but not really. And maybe they might do something like on social media and we come up with all these assumptions of their motives of why they did that or what we think they're doing and all these ulterior things. And it's because we don't really know them that well. So we start to question and come up with our own imagination of what they're trying to do. That's what happens when you don't know someone that well. Another pastor that, I, like I mentioned earlier, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, he made an analogy that made it made sense to me. And he talked about Amazon. So, like, think about this. When you first ordered from Amazon, right, you first ordered, made your first purchase on Amazon, you know, you, I don't know if you, like, I, I can, I can relate. When I first used Amazon, I wasn't really sure how it worked. You know, you, you order and you, you check to make sure everything was right. You're checking it like every couple hours to make sure the order is going through, that they're working on it. I mean, like literally you're checking the door, the mail every day to make sure, you know, to see if it came in. And if it's like a day late, you're, you know, you're calling customer service like, hey, where's my package? It's late. Uh, and it's because we're not familiar with how Amazon works. Like when you first use them, even when you use like a site that's kind of like looks shady, you're questioning, you're uncertain whether it's actually going to work. But now, like if you use Amazon pretty frequently, like I do, dude, I order a, a bunch of things like every week and I don't even remember what I order. I just know that it's going to come in. I'm so confident. I don't even think about it. Most of the times I forget that I ordered it. 
and I just open and I check the mail and it's like, oh, I got a new package today. That's kind of how it is. And the reason why is because I'm familiar with Amazon. I'm, I know that it's going to come in two days. I know that they really they rarely make mistakes. Like I have very strong trust in Amazon to come through. And so uh, that's a, that's a great analogy for how our relationship is with God. If you don't really know God, if you're distant from him, you know, you're going to second guess him when when you pray like you don't really if you're questioning what his intentions are regarding your life and his will for your life, you're going to question him. You're going to have all these imaginations of what you think he wants to do or what he's thinking about you, but you don't really know him enough to trust him. But when you believe God, when you get to know him, you're going to naturally believe him. You're going to naturally begin to trust in him. And um, when you get to know him for yourself, not through your parents, not through your friends, when you get to know him for yourself, literally everything changes. You will naturally believe him more. I don't want to go too long, but I want to share this scripture with you. Second Timothy one verse twelve. In the Amplified Classic, this is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, for I know, perceive, have knowledge of, and am acquainted with him, talking about Jesus, whom I have believed. For I know in him who I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which was entrusted to me. So in other words, he said, for I know who I have believed this whole time. And I am persuaded that he's able to do what he said he can do. That's what Paul said. I know in whom I believe. That's 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. I know in whom I believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to guard and to keep that which was entrusted to me. And so when you have knowledge, when you're acquainted with someone and you know them well, you're going to naturally have trust that they're going to come through on their word. And so like, okay, let's wrap it up, right? How can we get to know God more? If the solution to our doubt is to get to know God more, how can we practically get to know God more? And I'm glad that you're asking. The solution for doubt, this is the title of the podcast, the solution for doubt is the word of God. The way that you can get to know God more is by reading his word. That's the whole reason why he left it for us so that we could learn him, that we could see what he did in the past in Bible days, that we can see how he used to operate, what Jesus did on the earth. You know, all these things are so we can get to know God for ourselves, not through anyone else. That's why it's important to have your own Bible that you can understand that you read for yourself. Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith comes from hearing hearing the word of God. So when you hear and you read the word of God, it it brings faith. It increases your faith. It increases your knowledge of God. When you read and meditate on the Bible, on the word of God, you get to know him for yourself. Um, There's a scripture in Psalms 119, 130, 119, 130. Psalms 119 is one of the longest books in the Bible. So there's 130 verses. One of the verses, verse 130 says, The unfolding of your word gives light and it imparts understanding to the simple. The unfolding of your words give light and it imparts understanding to the simple. So like 
In other words, as you unfold the word of God, as you read and meditate and think about the word of God, it will give you understanding about God. It will give you understanding about how God works, about his nature, about how much he loves you, how much he cares about you, how he's for you and he's not against you, that he's not mad at you and waiting for you to mess up so he can strike you with lightning. That's all what the thoughts that you have when you don't really know God. But when you get to know him, personally, it changes everything. And that comes from reading the word of God. One of the examples I've been studying, and I'm almost done, guys. So thanks for listening. I hope you're getting something out of this. One of the best examples I've been meditating on is um, Jesus. He said that to the disciples, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. You know, he said that the father is in me and I'm in the father. In other words, Everything that Jesus said and did, you can say that's what the father would do that like God, the father sent Jesus, his son, which is Jesus is God in the flesh. God, the father sent Jesus to reveal himself to mankind. He sent Jesus to reveal himself so that we can know his nature so that we can know what God is like. And so when you read about if you're questioning, like you don't you want to know God more, you want to understand how he operates, you can read carefully the life of Jesus and really analyze everything that he did and put yourself in the story and like put it like if he's talking to someone, make it like he's talking to you and see how he interacts with people, see what he did. And you can know that's exactly the the nature and the characteristic of the father hebrews 1 3 says that god that jesus is the exact representation of the father the exact characteristic of his nature that's what it says in hebrews 1 3 so like yeah when you if you want to know god and get to know him the best you got to read the life of jesus like this should motivate you to want to read more about Jesus in the Bible. To more to read your Bible overall more, you know what I'm saying? And so I'd encourage you to read the Gospels, but when you read it, read it carefully and analyze Jesus and, and really put yourself in the stories. I promise you it'll change your life and you'll get to know God more for yourself. And once you get to know God, you're going to believe him. You're going to trust him. You're not going to have a problem trusting him. And so that's my main thing. I want you to make an effort, you know, make an effort to get to know God for yourself. I want to encourage you to read the Bible more uh, in your personal time. I want to encourage you to spend time with him in prayer. You know, if you don't go to church every Sunday, I would encourage you to find a great church. I go to Victory Church on airline. If you you want to know more about that, just message me. I'll let you know, man. Look, Going to church is how you get to know more about God. You hear from a pastor, you read on your own, you read your Bible by yourself. All these things help you to get to know God for yourself. And once you get to know God, you will not doubt him anymore. I promise you. So that is the solution to your doubt. The solution to your doubt is the word of God. And I want to just pray over you. I want to pray, Lord, Father, thank you for everyone that's listening that made it to the end. I pray you will bless them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will give them just a hunger for your word, Lord. And I pray that when they read your word, that it will make sense, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will reveal the word of God to them and that their life will never be the same, Lord, that they will begin to believe you and not doubt, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone and subscribe if you haven't. Love you guys. This is a day in the life of Augie. It's a day in the life of Augie.